Greetings and a ho ho ho. Welcome to the SideQuest Heroes podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Hogg, alongside the cousin Eddie to my uh, Clark Griswold, Clive Cookson. How you doing, buddy? Ho ho ho. Merry Christmas. You know, Clark, that's the present that keeps on giving. (laughs) Uh, I've got a little tiny mug of Baileys in front of me, so I can't ask for more than that, can I? Nice. I should have gone with the Baileys. I just went with the gin today. I should have. When 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 in Rome, what? <laughs> Today, this is going to be a bit more of a chillaxed affair. It's our year in review episode where we discuss our favorite video games and video game moments of 2020. So that could be news, just things that we did that we're proud of. Um, yeah, and just uh, we'll we'll just get into it. But before we get into all that, if you didn't know, this is the SideQuest Heroes podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything video games. If you like the sound of that, follow and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other kick-ass podcast services available online. On top of that, we are also on Instagram. You can find us there using at SideQuest Heroes. Follow all of our video game-related shenanigans there. Post some comments and do let us know what kind of topics you'd like us to cover in future, because we're always open idea. Now, let's just get into it. Yes, Clive. indeed. Our <laughs> final episode of the year. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, long. How did this happen? <laughs> oh, my God. It doesn't feel like the end of the year, but then again, like I was saying to you before we started, it feels like the final hour of a really long work week, that type of part of the year definitely so close to christmas and a bit of time off and you're like oh my god just hurry up please 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 yeah yeah and i think we're probably going to be adding more favorite moments to our list uh in the next week or two i'm probably going to get more gaming done now in the next week or two than i have in the last bloody month um but let's not worry about what has to come let's talk about what has passed some of our favorite moments in video games clive would you like to take it away with some of your favorite moments. I'm sure we'll be harmonizing a bit on some of these, but we'll see what happens. Oh, of course. Uh, I'll start off with the big one. Starting this podcast. That did happen this year. It did. We started it off. I think we, yeah, we recorded and published our first episode in August of well, this year. Yeah. So August all the way up that's to. one way to just, keep us busy during a lockdown. It is indeed. I mean, we were, uh, I think at the time you were recording your Screen 17 podcast. Mm. You can obviously follow those guys on Instagram and all those other podcast services, of course. That's just a shout out to you there, Eddie. Otherwise, you'll be complaining. <laughs> but, um, Megan at me. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's 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 bordering on abuse at the moment, isn't it? Um, I'm not going to go that far. But if you give us if, <laughs> if, if, if it gives out to me one more time, I'm probably going to call, you know, some some sort of abuse board on him. <laughs> Fair enough. If only you had a HR department at your podcast, you know, that's true. That's true. But at the time you were recording Screen 17 and you obviously had the itch to do, you know, a video game kind of podcast. And obviously yeah. after listening to yourselves and listening to Johnny's podcast, Dystropia podcast, which you can also follow on uh, Instagram, Twitter and all those yeah. uh, other podcast services. But yeah, I just got the itch to try and do something like that because I always love to talk about video games. And you and myself always seem to have all these mad discussions about video games. So we thought, why not just make a podcast about talking about video games? Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, I was massively chuffed that you wanted to get me involved as well like i was kind of thinking oh you'd probably want to do it yourself or do other things so it's kind of nice to be on this journey with yourself clive you know thank you for having me (laughs) and thank you to everyone who's been listening so far as well yeah so we've a small listener base but you know everyone is welcomed in fair, although we have, you know, gotten some listeners in various different countries now, obviously Ireland would be the big one, of course. What's the maddest country? What's the maddest country someone's listening to us in right now? <laughs> okay, so we've got Ireland, we've got the United States, United Kingdom, we have Germany, Nicaragua. Good don't know who to our German listeners, by the way. Mexico, India, Feliz Aust- Navidad, Australia. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> you call that a knife? <laughs> we got Taiwan, Paraguay, Poland, Canada, Brazil, and Argentina. So thank you to any random people out there who have actually been listening to our podcast. Yeah, and uh, do feel free if you are enjoying what you're hearing. Like we, We're not really trying to make a career out of this. I think this is kind of just a really nice hobby that we have. But if you feel inclined to share it with your friends, please do so. Because um, we would like to have more kind of engagement with our listener base, I think, going forward. Definitely, yeah. Mm. What about any other array? Oh yeah, let's yeah, let's go to me. Um this this is one that I think you've already got on your list, but I'm gonna poach it anyways. Um the release of Animal Crossing. Ah yes. This is a game and I've just added to my notes here that it was the right game at the right time. 
you couldn't have timed this better. Um, the whole world got into this game. Um, it's my first experience with the Animal Crossing franchise. I, have you had experience with it before? New yeah, I played New Leaf. I think that was on the 3DS, and I played the Animal Crossing on the GameCube before as well. So I had played it before, but those previous games, I didn't get into it like so hardcore like I was with this one. Yeah. Like the previous ones didn't really gel with me. Okay. This latest one definitely got me right away. Mm. And like you said, right game at the right time. It released pretty much during the initial stages of lockdown, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like when we were all kind of told basically to to work from home for what we thought was going to be a couple of weeks, and here I am yeah. nine months later. <laughs> definitely, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that definitely kept me sane through the holidays. I mean, obviously yourself bought it, friend of the show Brian bought it as well after seeing us play. Uh, you guys visited my island, and we Your island did is the same with yours. In fairness. Oh, sure, I haven't gone back to it in ages, so God knows what's gone on with the island since then. Yeah, Trish has carried the torch for my island. I kind of kicked it off and got it all going, and she kind of just... She's uh, the Animal Crossing expert now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but no, it's a lot of fun. It definitely kept me sane. It added a bit of sociability as well to it as well. I thought that the whole turnip exchange thing was funny as well. Oh, the um, stock market. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Johnny was starting to get a bit kind of annoyed with us talking about turnips all the time. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on with these nips? Hmm? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean like great game i suppose the only issue with the game you know not to put a little bit of a dark cloud on it was the whole restrictive one island one console thing but you know very very minor thing well big thing i guess but in the grand scheme of how things are it's a very first world problem to not be able to create a second island well it's a great way for nintendo to force people to buy extra consoles eh and people did some people were buying lights purely for the kids get off their back why not get off my own you stupid kids yeah what about you clive what's your next uh favorite moment of 2020 okay I'll, I'll bundle these into the two anyway because we had a lot of fun you know making some episodes around this but the release of the xbox series x yeah and the ps5 hmm. absolutely brilliant they came out in november it was within the space of a week basically over here yeah. we obviously got the ps5 a bit later than our yeah u.s, US kind Asia. of people Exactly, yeah. But when they came out, we had so much fun. I mean, you got yourself the Xbox Series S. I got mm. the Xbox Series X. Yes, I did have some issues with you know the disk drive and everything else, but yeah. that was all sorted by Microsoft in the end. So thank you very much, guys. And I mean, we had a lot of fun on Game Pass. We played Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, that was um, brilliant. And we played Grounded as well. So we, we had a couple of Game Pass games on there that we actually played. And then we obviously had the, the kind of fun to, you know, go down to Smith's. We met each other for a bit of a coffee, socially distanced coffee, of course. Yep. I was in my car. You were in your car. We were chatting through our open side windows. So nobody be throwing accusations at us. And then we ran into uh, ran to each other uh, <laughs> at the opticians afterwards as well. <laughs> But I think that was the first time I've ever picked up a console with any one of you guys, really. So, I mean, it was kind of a cool experience to be there on launch day, getting the PS5 and everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Well, honestly, it's the first time in my life I ever picked a console up on day one in both instances. Um, but there was something like quite nice about did this release happening this time. You know, granted, there was a bit of issues with scalpers and bots buying consoles. But besides that, um, you know, we were kind of unsure whether the consoles were even coming out this year because of the pandemic, whether parts would be available. Sony and Microsoft were kind of playing release window chicken a little bit with the pricing. And and I think there was a little bit in that. So once one console got announced, the next one got announced and their pricings were almost identical. I don't know who really was losing more money on the console, probably Sony maybe. Um, But yeah, I think that was like a little bit of a glimmer of happiness that we needed in 2020. (laughs) And it is very happy. Like I'm really, really chuffed with the systems. I'm really enjoying the PlayStation 5. A little bit of fan noise, but I think that's just what it is. I think it's just that powerful. It's nowhere near as bad as the jet engine that my PS4 was. uh, Some of the other PS4 uh, pros as well were really loud. Like it just like... (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the PS5, like when it's ramping up it just you might hear the old <laughs> like just the normal kind of fandy do you expect um then yeah obviously the xbox series s is the one i got 
Um, so my first kind of foray into Game Pass, which I think is fantastic um, bargain, especially with the games that are being added to it now. I mm. recently just downloaded Skyrim. Um, I've never played it completely. I've always just yeah. played about a couple of hours into it, and I've kind of put it down. Never reading really games. Ongoing joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll play it for three or four hours and put it down because something shiny else has um, something else shiny has taken my attention. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, a good, 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 good um, thing to happen in this yeah. crummy year. And obviously, actually getting to use that dual sense controller for the first time as well was definitely one of the highlights of the year because it feels next gen, like we discussed on one of our previous episodes. Yeah, but yeah. my god, had so much fun with that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to more games developing. Uh, like obviously, the only game that really takes advantage of it now is probably Astro's Playroom. Bug Snacks does a little bit, not not to the to the same effect of Astro's Playroom, but um, you know, duty. Yeah, yeah, I know that apparently some of the guns, depending on the gun you have, there's different resistance on the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great to see what you know the next Horizon game um, does with it as well, or possibly the next Uncharted spin-off that they'll bring out because there's no way they're not making another Uncharted game, yeah, especially with and, the movie coming out. And I, I'd say the next kind of racing game that they do, whether it be, you know, Gran Turismo or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd say might make very good use of those haptic triggers as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that, especially if you're t- playing like and you're on a dirt road that you feel like the gravel and or if you go onto a chicane and you feel like, like zoop, 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 zoop. Exactly, yeah. uh, that'd be really cool. What's your next one? I'm going to say Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously not going to say Fallout Guys like you should say. <laughs> I'm pitching that. Guys, do Fallout Guys. <laughs> yeah. That came during lockdown as well. I think a lot of, like, this was like one of those games that just kind of, I don't know, became a viral kind of hit. You saw it on every single bloody YouTube channel that you could yeah. find. Now, it's still going, but I don't think it's probably as popular as it was before. Mm. But when we first played it, my God, the amount of fun I've had with the game. I know I've sworn and shouted a lot at the TV. We we got our crowns. So that's all that matters. We both won a crown. And just the fact that we could play together as well. So myself, yourself, Johnny and Brian, friends of the show, all played, you know, several games of uh, yeah. which I thought was brilliant fun as well. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, I'd love we must actually jump back on that again at some point, maybe over the Christmas break. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it was one of those type of games that ugh, I think it's kind of funny in in a year like this where it's so kind of depressing and things are kind of drab. Like, it's funny how people are gravitating towards these excitable bubblegum games almost. And something like Fall Guys just cuts through the dredge, whereas, like, I don't want to play Fallout or Call of Duty or some sort of depressing shooter. I, yeah. Even we sat down and played The Division and we were just like, this is fucking too real. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to play true. a game about a world where there's a pandemic when there's already a fucking pandemic going on. Oh, um, but yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, like Speaking of that, like online gaming as well, Like we've done a couple of games of um, Dead by Daylight. Um, mm. I don't have it on my list, but I remember myself, you and Johnny played a game oh, or two of that. <laughs> so much fun so bloody scary jesus christ i i remember one of the first games that we played i actually ended up surviving and i had no idea that i actually did i was like what the hell just happened but the amount of jump scares in that bloody game uh, mm. <laughs> well you know when you are you know trying to obviously do certain things throughout the game but then you have your bloody fella chasing after you yeah. i was like oh my god yeah, I, I was kind of cheating a little bit on our game purely because um, you guys were obviously playing through speakers and I was playing on headphones. Mm. So I could always tell if I was getting close to you because I could hear the heartbeat coming through your speakers. <laughs> I could hear the whoop, 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 whoop. So I knew your eyes were around you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll confess to that, you know, purge purge my sins. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like one one kind of favorite moments, and I'll kind of tie these into the same kind of story beat, is um, getting around to finishing a couple of games that I've been putting on the long finger for a while. Um, one of the first games was I finished Death Stranding, which is definitely one of my games of 2019 that I finished this year. Um, it's a very batshit crazy ending to it. Um, in typical Kojima fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend it. I've got one or two friends who are actually starting it at the moment. Um, okay. A friend of mine called Niall was re- asking, would I recommend it? And I said, it's not for everybody, but 
I guess if you're a fan of Kojima games and you're a fan of games where you can just drop in and drop out without like any big massive story beats, it's perfect for that. Mm. Um, and I think it's like half price off at the moment as well. So good time to buy it. Yeah, yeah, it looks beautiful. Like it's it's developed inside the uh, Decima engine, the guys who did Horizon Zero Dawn, um, the engine that they use, um, and it has some very quirky um, mechanics to it. Like the when you're stacking stuff on your back and you have to walk across uneven ground, you have to use the trigger buttons to keep your balance. So like it, it's very very interesting. It's well worth playing. Does it have like 20 different bloody end credit scenes or something like that? You know, similar to Metal Gear Solid? Quite probably, uh, yeah. And like, it's not all about walking. People say, oh, it's like a walking simulator. Like you do get vehicles and you do build roads and you drive quite a lot as well. So it's not all about walking. Oh, okay, the early part of the game is about walking. Um, but like there's some very unusual acting in it as well, like from um norman Reedus and obviously troy baker of course troy baker's in there because he's in bloody everything yep um he's a fucking amazing voice actor and that's why he is in everything but just because you're the best doesn't need to mean that you need to be in everything um, yeah, it does. <laughs> but his performance in this is exceptionally good um he's very good on it um and then the other one that i kind of finished as well which i was kind of putting on the long finger i think i did this around halloween was I finished uh, Leon's story in Resident Evil. Um, more To be more exact, Leon's story B. So uh, for those who know, obviously both characters, Leon and Claire, have an A story and a B story. And apparently the in-canon version, and I'm doing air quotes here, is Claire's story A and Leon's story B. So that's the the version I played. Um, very good. Yeah, I, lo- I love those Resident Evil games. They, um, they look amazing. Like the Ori engine is just beautiful i'm I'm actually really looking forward to the next um uh capcom game that's developed on wait Cap, it is capcom right it is yeah. Oh, yeah the next capcom game that's developed on ps5 using the ori engine is going to look sweet yeah because even resident evil 3 looked really nice Mm, I get that that one I actually have to pick up now myself uh, for this Halloween next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to get to Resident Evil really as well. <laughs> and I have not finished seven. I can't get around to it. <laughs> Every time I put the VR headset on, I just end up shit myself. It'll happen. It'll happen someday. Now, <laughs> what about you? Uh, any any other good gaming highlights? Yeah, I I think this announcement kind of took a lot of people out of nowhere, and that would be the Microsoft announcing the purchase of Zenimax, which was. Yeah was he the parent company of bethesda mm-hmm. and we touched on this in an earlier episode we did indeed with our mm-hmm. good friend brian i mean that the fact that they bought zenimax who you know obviously different studios underneath them including bethesda where you know we have the the wolfenstein games but obviously the fallout games and everything else doom. and the doom games exactly from mid software so the fact that they purchased so much several billion on particular company is just mad and it kind of took everyone completely by surprise it looks like it might be a great investment for them down the line we'll have to obviously wait and see but the fact that potentially we could see you know exclusives or timed exclusives for you know bethesda games yeah, so yeah. i don't know it, it could you know be a case of timed exclusives for doom mm-hmm. to come to xbox or you know the fact that we'll see all these games day one game pass is absolutely brilliant and probably yeah, great anything else. yeah like that that's the that's the nail on the head there is like granted i'm sure there's contractual obligations with the first few i think isn't it like um death loop is a playstation exclusive timed exactly they um, said they would honor the mm. original agreements that were in place for timed exclusives yes yeah yeah and i know we've we've tipped tipped on this so i won't labor on it too much but like imagine elder scrolls 6 coming out being like not an exclusive for xbox because i still think that they they'll try to beat the fair fairest platform but imagine it coming out on game pass day one no money down versus yeah and it's also on playstation but you have to pay 60 quid for that like people will just go why would i bother (laughs) like if that happened today i know what console i'd be playing it on exactly yeah and like Deathloop was something I was definitely going to check out on launch, but now that I know it will eventually come to to Game Pass, I'm like, you know what? I can actually hold off and you know, not purchase it straight away. You know, because mm, that was that that was a um a Zenimax game. I was kind of going, this looks interesting, but I don't know if I want to drop sixty quid on this interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, the same as yourself. Now that I know it will eventually come to Game Pass, 
I'll just sit on my hands for a while. I've got plenty of other games in the back catalog to hack away at. Exactly, yeah. And obviously, it's a great addition to, you know, the the Microsoft Publishing Studios because the, the whole Microsoft Game Studios now looks absolutely brilliant with all the acquisitions they've got over the last mm. couple of years. So I think this will be absolutely brilliant going forward. Yep, yeah. And I think the other thing as well is it'll take the pressure off the studio to try and monetize their games because that that's a big problem i have with something like fallout 76 i like fallout 76 look i'm one of those weirdos that you know i love punishment or something um but the fallout 76 marketplace is so stingy like honest to god i think if you go on there and you try to get a new hairstyle for one of your characters there's only like five hairstyles that you can buy (laughs) <laughs> like you need to imagine like if you're trying to monetize this would you not have your lads working around the clock trying to develop like zany crazy hairstyles for the characters um true i've never i've never dropped real money on it and i never will on that marketplace i've, I've only ever spent the in-game currency i've gained um well anyways like just imagine the next fallout or whatever that they release that they don't have to monetize the marketplace so heavily and that these could just be um templates say unlock true missions or or whatever there is a marketplace but it's purely in-game currency so you can't top it up Mm. and i guess the other good thing as well is that all these studios they're financially secure now because they're under the microsoft umbrella so they might potentially have more funding and more creative freedom so we could potentially see a lot higher quality games come from these studios as well yeah maybe bethesda will actually make a new engine for fallout rather than using that fucking gaffer tape job that they have. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else for yourself? Yeah, I mean, um, I've got two or three more. Um, well, I'll, I'll race through these guys so we can kind of get on to our favorite games um, of the year. Um, I, had, I thought Dreams was a great uh, release when it came out. Um, it's not for everyone. It really is just kind of like, out of curiosity, I, I dropped some money on it. I, funny enough, bought it digitally. Um, but I had some fun with it. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed what other people created in the engine. Um, like some people cr- have recreated like PT and stuff like that. Other people created the intro with the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, Super Mario Brand- before it was taken down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that has just been crazy. Um, another one was uh, No Man's Sky getting a VR update. Mm. Like I thought that was an astonishing moment. Um made me realize like you know there's loads of other games out there that i wish got vr updates like i would have loved if fallout 76 got a vr update um but like seeing it no man's sky i played a little bit of it and i landed back on the planet that i left off seven months prior um if i can somehow manage to get into my ship and the two uh move controllers then become your hands for controlling the ship one of them is a joystick and one of them is kind of like the engines that you push forward or back very cool very cool so i thought um you know kudos where it's due and i thought those were two really really cool moments of this year very good anything else from yourself yeah so uh just a couple of quick ones so the release of super mario 3d all-stars collection the fact that you know they released the mario 64 game the Mm -hmm. mario sunshine game and oh yeah super mario galaxy course oh, as well sorry yeah. the fact i could get to play all those kind of games that i absolutely loved and i've been craving for you know super mario mm-hmm. sunshine master now we didn't get it but i'm able to play it on my switch which is absolutely brilliant steve from minecraft getting added to smash brothers i mean that was just so random we obviously had the the meat issues as well <laughs> steve meat <laughs> The fact that Microsoft and Nintendo seem to be get you know more buddy buddy and everything else. We've seen obviously Cuphead go to Nintendo Switch. We've seen Ori and the Blind Forest games go into Nintendo Switch as well. So I think the partnership there is very cool. And I guess the final one for me would be the fact that Game Pass just seems to be getting better and better this year. Yeah, hundred percent. The amount of value. Again, we're seeing a lot of these uh, Bethesda games getting added to uh, the Xbox library as well. We've obviously seen Doom Eternal go on there recently and everything else. We've obviously got you know a lot of the Bethesda back catalog to, to go on to there as well. Yeah. The other great thing is, remember they added um, EA Play, or what's the EA? Yeah, um, no, it's EA Play. But the fact that that was added to Game Pass for free... So yep. now you can play, you know, games like Jedi Fallen Order, Titanfall, you know, FIFA and all this kind of stuff free. Absolutely brilliant. 
and like Jedi Fallen Order is one of those games like god I, I didn't even include that in my list and it, it, like it's just a fantastic game like if you've got Game Pass and you've got access to that game and you are not playing it that play is that a game right to play over Christmas it's brilliant oh. it's a somewhat kind of Souls light uh, it's not nowhere near as difficult as Dark Souls but it, it's quite a good challenge and it's just incredible world building for Star Wars um, it was a great Star Wars story as well I have to say yeah yeah a little bit of fan service here and there were needed, but treated very carefully, I think. Yeah. And it came um, from the people who made Titanfall as well, so we would have never expected a game like that to come from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Titanfall 2 as well. Like, mm. God, oh, that game, really good. Really, really good. Um, and the fact I was able to play, you know, uh, Streets of Rage 4 day one on Game Pass. I mean, we're getting a lot of these kind of, you know, multi-platform games coming out day one for Game Pass, which is absolutely brilliant. Even random games like um, Untitled Goose Game as well came out for it as well, which is absolutely brilliant. Which is, which is another great thing about Game Pass. Like, you know, what what some people, <laughs> I was going to say what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. <laughs> um, but like, I'm one of those people that where I was really interested in playing Untitled Goose Game, but when I actually sat down and played it, I didn't like it. Yeah, I know, but and the fact that I could play it for free, yeah, it's great. But that's the thing; is like, I'm glad now I didn't get buyer's remorse where I was about to drop money mm-hmm. on it to go. Oh, I'll buy this. Like, I want really want to see what it's like because I think it's my type of game. And when I actually sat down and played, it was just like it's not really for me. I was like, it's okay. Like, it's a good laugh for ten or fifteen minutes, but it kind of reminds me of like flash games that you would play on Newgrounds back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But then you got to play, uh, what was it called? Uh, the Tourist as well, which I played originally on the Switch, but you got to play on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go into that then in our kind of uh, favorite games that I've actually have that in there. But oh. no, absolutely right. So like that was a game you played, you recommended, and I saw it there and I was just like, you know what? Clive recommended this, sat down, and I actually really love that game. But we'll get into that in a minute. Awesome. But that is all for me. Do you have any more yourself or shall we move um, on? No, I think that's it. Let's uh, I guess let's move on to what were our favorite games of this year. But we what about with you? Take it up. Oh, you do you want to start off with me? Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's start off with one that this is a remake of a game that I was in love with on mm. PlayStation One back in the day, um, and it is Final Fantasy Remake. Like this game has been teased for years. Like when did it first get announced? Was it 2016? Uh, probably it might have even been sooner than that who knows and i think even then we didn't even get a, a look at it we just got the a, an overview of uh, midgar and then just the title coming up with remake and everyone just lost their shit and, and that then was like on a playstation stage as well or something wasn't that yeah 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 and um i remember each year we kind of got a little bit more i think there was one year we got nothing and then mm-hmm. eventually we got the the first intro level i was like oh my god this looks amazing i was a bit on the fence about the whole uh real-time fighting because i'm really really love the um the turn-based aspect of final fantasy um now obviously for those not in the note the final fantasy remake only takes place in midgar it doesn't take place on the world map whatsoever but you know that in no way takes from it it there's a whole game in here I think there's about 40 hours worth of gameplay. There's um, going to be several parts to this as well, isn't there? Yeah, apparently. And I I think, that I won't dwell on the negative parts, but apparently there's there's a bit of um, controversy over the naming convention because it's technically not a remake. It should have been just called Final Fantasy Episode 1 Midgar because um, that's literally all it is because Episode 2 obviously is where they get out of Midgar and continue in the world. I can't even remember what the world's called. Um, but anyways, besides the point, um great story great voice acting fell in love with the characters all over again um just the 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 deepness that's added to the characters just by adding the voice acting and the cinematic um fmves between scenes which are almost seamless in their own way um are just beautiful sephiroth is just amazing in it um Aerith is just like you just want to protect her the whole time mm. Um, granted, you know, there's a few kind of controversial-ish characters in it, but let's not dwell on that too much. Um, but yeah, one of one of my favorite games of the year, I think, so far. Um, be, myself. Well, that's definitely a game I want to play anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you never played it? No, never played it. I'm just waiting for the right price, and then, <laughs> then I'll play it. 
But no, because uh, I loved Final Fantasy VII mm. growing up, and this just looks more like my kind of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot wait. I'm, I'm very interested to see how they um, translate. Say, for example, if the next part comes out on PlayStation Five, and the materia and the progression that I've gathered through the first one, how is that going to carry across to the next one? Will it look at my save file, recognize that I have certain materia and certain things? Uh, gathered and then I'd start off Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 with that in my inventory. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Indeed. Uh, I guess I'll choose for my one another kind of remake or, well, it's a remade from the ground up kind of thing. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. My God, what a game. I yeah. purchased this on the Xbox and it is just like I remember, just with really? much nicer graphics much better kind of lighting effects and everything else i mean oh my god i didn't realize how difficult like from my memory i thought tony hawks was a lot easier when i was a kid but now playing it i'm just like my god trying to relearn all these tricks trying to get you know top score and get all these bloody tokens and all this kind of shit you can learn quicker when you're a kid i'm telling you you can but I was like, was I really this bad as a kid? I remember doing so much more than this, you know. But no, I've been having so much fun with it so far. It is a bit disappointing that they weren't able to get, you know, some of those um, costumes they had in the first games on the PS, like, you know, the Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I swear I remember Wolverine being uh, an unlockable character as well. That's when Marvel were a little bit more loose and uh, <laughs> free with their licenses. I know. Well, they're giving them away in bloody Fortnite. Like, so. <laughs> oh, that's the last thing I want to see is fucking Thanos flossing, you know? <laughs> but uh, I just thought they put so much time and so much love into the remake that mm. I just thought that this was absolutely brilliant. Too. It just felt like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the PS, uh, PS1. Yeah, especially after the last Tony Hawk game left like a massive bad taste in people's mm-hmm. mouths. Um, what was that? Five was it? I think so. Yeah. Did did people leave like underground as well? I don't know. Don't know. Hmm. But no, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Two, absolutely brilliant game. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I guess uh, for my next one then, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Um, this is a game I actually. I was a bit unsure about picking it up at first because I was kind of like, I just came off the back of finishing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Did I really want to get into another big, long, laborious collectathon story game? And by God, I'm glad I talked myself into it. This game is just beautiful. It starts amazingly, like there's a big battle at the start, and then you kind of start discovering uh, Jin Sakai's kind of story and his family and all these people that he's trying to form like um not relationships but kind of uh, alliances with mm-hmm. on the map and the, the islands of Tsushima it's beautifully uh animated and beautifully built as well they've done a really interesting thing where they took away do you know how sometimes in games you you would have like a compass at the top of the screen and you kind of turn and you go towards your objective yeah. well if you pick your objective when you're on the map, you'll see wind kind of blowing generally in the direction that you need ah. to go and you ride with the wind. And it's just such a great concept um, to the point where I just got so used to it that I just, anytime I saw the wind pick up, I was just like, right, I'm going over there. Um, <laughs> like very cinematic. Um, I can't, the name of the Asian director escapes me at the moment. Uh, the one that did, there's actually a mode in the game that you can play it. So you can play it with like the Japanese audio, English subtitles, and oh. the black and white film grain. Very um, cool. Oh God, I'm not even going to attempt to to say the name because I'll probably butcher it. But <laughs> I'll um I'll, I'll mention it in a future episode. But like, it, it's it's just got some of these really beautiful set pieces. Like for example, like you can show down show um um is it showdown with someone um is that what it's called when you want want one on one. There's a showdown. Oh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, like, you've got your hand on the hilt of the sword, and they've got their hand on the hilt, and you have to draw your sword at the right moment to kill the guy. Um, that becomes a little bit of a quick time event in itself, so it's fantastic. And the story wraps up in a very good way, maybe leaves it open. Who knows? Guess you'll have to play and see. Clive, you definitely have to play this game. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, as you keep telling me, because you want me to play the multiplayer with you. <laughs> yes, and the only other person I know who's finished it, my friend Niall, sold his game just before Legends came out. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Shout out to Niall. Ray's giving out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man, but what the hell? <laughs> Okay, so uh, I guess next one up for myself, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Mm. This, I mean, it was more of an impulse kind of buy, but I had so much fun with it when I first loaded it up because, uh, again, it's like a, 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 a toy. So, okay, here we go. So you open up the package, you get like a toy car, which is probably the best looking toy version of a Mario Kart I've ever seen. And you got all these kind of uh, cardboard gates. And what you do is you link the car to your Nintendo Switch console. You put the gates all around your house and then you can map out courses using those particular gates. It was just so cool because it kind of shows you what could be done with augmented reality. The fact that, you know, you're able to play Mario Kart throughout your living room floor and your kitchen floor. And, you know, it's just weird seeing it because on screen it looks like it's fast paced action. But then you look down at the floor and it's just going slowly along depending on <laughs> what CC you yeah, use. When you showed us the footage, I thought the thing was belting it. Oh, it was brilliant. But, oh man, I should have totally shown you this when you were over the other day, but I didn't even think about it. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I, I just think it was so fun because, you know, it was just augmented reality kind of stuff. I was playing against AOR opponents and it actually seemed like an actual course throughout my house, which was really fun. Uh, the only downside, obviously, is there's no online play. I'm guessing, obviously, that's for security reasons and oh yeah because you don't want people seeing the inside of your house uh, well that's the thing and who knows if kids are playing and then someone's got his bloody ding dong out while he's playing mario kart online (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna win (laughs) but uh (laughs) i I thought that was a lot of fun just because it gave me kind of a whole different perspective on a different kind of game that I could play within, you know, within my household. The fact it's augmented yeah. reality, you're using your own house and your own living room, but it fe- it felt like Mario Kart. The fact it's a toy car, but it felt like I was kind of drifting and everything else. Absolutely brilliant. You got to hand it to Nintendo. Um, the way they just like, we'll just do the most batshit crazy thing. I can't imagine Sony or Xbox ever bringing out a game for their console where you have to have a little remote control car to play it. Mm. Like they just wouldn't do it. Or even that bloody theme park that they uh, showed the video of, like a uh, Shigeru Miyamoto uh, unveiled Super Nintendo World or whatever in yeah. Universal Studios in Japan. Now it's obviously coming to Universal Studios Florida and all these other kind of Universal Studios parts, but they're so batshit crazy they made a theme park. Why not? Everyone knows who Mario is. I mean, like, God, my, my mom doesn't even play video games. I'm sure if I showed her a picture of Mario, she'd know exactly who it was. You know, I, I would iconic. honestly say he would be the most recognizable mascot in video games ever. If yeah, if if you ask someone, do you know who Mario is? Oh, Super Mario. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, years ago, I might have argued maybe Sonic was on par, but definitely Mario would. Pr- maybe Sonic now would be close to on par because of the movie and everything that came out recently enough. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. Mario is the video game mascot. Mm. Mm. Cool. What's next up on your list, buddy? Um, I'm going to go with Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, nice. Yeah, this this is this is a game that kind of I guess came out of nowhere, but made absolute sense mm. considering that they had most of the assets already built for the game. Um, so this is a spinoff of last year's um, was it last year's twenty nineteen Spider Man? It was twenty eighteen Spider Man came out. Was it? Well, same uh, year. Uh, got a war because remember there's that whole game of the year debate kind of thing going on. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Actually. Um, so yeah, the, this is uh, the the spin-off from 2018 Spider-Man Miles Morales or Spider-Man <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> um done in the same way that Lost Legacy is a spin-off of Uncharted. So it's a more kind of self-contained well, albeit say self-contained, you got the entire island of Manhattan again. Yep. Um so like it's it's the same size map as Spider-Man. Um but the missions are a bit more um concise the story is a bit tighter yeah 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 it, it directs you like there's not as many kind of side missions and stuff to do now there is quite a lot to do 
on the side missions. So there are like warehouses and gang breakup things to do. Um, but like, it was interesting to see just how far they've come in the two years since Spider-Man has been released, like how much this game actually even feels better. Mm. And I think I like the combat more as Miles Morales than I do as Peter Parker. Something about it just flowed better. Like I like the Venom strike abilities. Um, I guess I like the kind of almost unprofessional way he swings as well. <laughs> um, and the story itself is like just amazing. And at one point, even like tear inducing as, as oh, yeah. myself and Clive can contest to that um jr jerkers like the original yeah do you have any comments on that game yourself because i know it was one one that you liked playing yeah i mean say is just echoing the same kind of sentiments as as you it was a game that i think was brilliant for the ps5 launch it looked lovely you obviously had the option to do you know kind of fidelity modes or 60 frame per second kind of mode i do know they've added even more kind of stuff to it now so i think there's a 60 frames per second mode with some ray tracing effects on there as well which is really cool so they're still improving on the game well but i mean unlike yourself i actually preferred spider-man 2018 but i still think this is an absolutely brilliant standalone game i think the the performances from you know uh, the characters from miles morales his mother and everyone else I thought were absolutely brilliant. Again, another bloody game that Troy Baker is in. He did very well for the bad guy in it. I know. <laughs> I mean, he was <laughs> Troy Baker. definitely had that kind of personality, that kind of voice that you were like, oh man, I hate this guy so much. He's such a sleazeball. He played it so well. like, And the combat, brilliant. And like yourself, the fact that, you know, his whole swinging mechanic was just like, you know, uh, an, oh, I guess unseasoned, I guess you could say, would be the word that, you know, he was getting used to everything else, getting to grips with everything. And I think you mentioned on one of the previous episodes that if you stand on the edge of a ledge or something like that, he'll kind of uh, just hobble around or something like that. Or, you know... He, yeah, like if... if- if you come if you come from a swing and try to land on a building like he does this thing where he lands on one foot but he kind of s- s- staggers a tiny bit and then straightens up and it's just really nice to see those little details to attention in it mm, it's just um, the little things like that and even the fact you know no spoilers but obviously the character of his uncle it was his uncle wasn't it that came in and everything else yeah yeah i mean if you've seen into the spider-verse you'll probably know what we're getting at exactly yeah. um it's yeah it's a great world they're building is what i'm trying to get at and they are really trying to flesh out all these characters and all these storylines so i cannot wait to see what happens in the next yeah. spider-man game but the fact that and peter it's... parker was in here as well you know it, it added that kind of dynamic too I, I like that the story did actually follow exactly what i predicted remember about um, when we first started the podcast, we were talking about Miles Morales and why wouldn't Peter Parker be there to help mm. with these missions? So <laughs> pretty much what I said in that is that Peter's taken away from Manhattan for a reason. And that's it is exactly what happens in the game. Like not the, like you knew he was going to be gone because there's no way yeah. Miles was going to be doing this on his own if Peter was there. Um, yeah. And like just to cap that one off, I guess. Stick around for the post-credit sequences on that game because mm-hmm. they feed back into the post-credit sequences of the previous Spider-Man game, yeah. which I am very giddy for. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And obviously, there's a great soundtrack to it as well. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. what was that one song? I'm trying to find it here at the moment. Part of me kind of wishes the Post Malone song was in it, but I understand why it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. Uh, but it's like they're sort of trying to make their own world. The, the end credit scene was very Black Panther-esque in, you know, the kind of graphics and the way it was swinging around yeah. all these different characters while they're frozen. But uh, the song is called I'm Ready by Jaden. And, mm. you know, again, that kind of reminiscent of kind of Black Panther as well. I don't know why I'm getting Black Panther vibes off it but absolutely brilliant um it had a brilliant soundtrack as well yeah 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 i, re- I really liked it um yeah i mean that that's why it's in our pick of favorite yeah. games of the year i guess Very good. um what's, what's next on your one uh i will go for let me see here i'll go with astro's playroom because it's one game that we've both played mm. i had so much fun with it when i started playing it the fact that 
you know, it was the perfect demo for the DualSense controller for the PS5. It, again, was just a next-gen feel. The fact that, you know, when you're walking on different surfaces, it felt like I was actually swimming in water. It felt like I was running on metal. It felt like I was crashing through glass or ice or whatever, you know? And even the spring techniques where you have to kind of spring to, you know, get to certain parts of the level. My God, they, they put so much time and effort just to show off the power of the dual sense triggers and again it's it's like a perfect demo and it was free with the console so mm. i mean if anyone has a ps5 definitely try that out yep yeah i, I really liked it as well um like it's it's a jog down memory lane for if you've basically had a playstation in your house since the early like 2000s or late 90s um obviously because the little easter eggs and the collectibles that you can get in it one of my favorite uh creatures to control was the um the gorilla mech yes because <laughs> you kind of have to swing and grab using the um trigger buttons that was really cool um it's a lot of things like rock climbing or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah it was exactly like that um it's just like very very inventive levels like for 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 a free game that's pre-installed it does go toe to toe with some other platform games like yeah. if you put like say Crash Bandicoot next to it, like the first Crash Bandicoot. Granted, Astros is nowhere near as difficult as Crash Bandicoot, mm. and I don't think that's the point. I think it's just to show you, and maybe maybe it's a bit of a developer hint to say, look what you can do with this controller, and look what you can do with these environments. Um, but yeah, no, beautiful game. Yeah, it was very nostalgic as well that you could you know unlock all these different types of um bits and bobs like in unlock statues you can unlock you know different consoles from the different eras and all these weird random peripherals as well that were sold yeah. to the ps3 or the ps4 and so on so yeah it's good to see some of the astro minions kind of like role-playing as famous uh playstation characters and i think there's even one where there's two of them sitting beside an old playstation and they're playing and you look at the tv and it's the t-rex demo from demo one <laughs> fantastic um, uh, <laughs> Okay, won't you um, another one there, Ray? Yeah, I mean, I'll go with this one. Now, this is the recommendation that you gave to me earlier in the year. And I think when I Googled the picture of what it looked like, I was like, oh my God, I really need to play this. It looks really cute. And it's The Tourist. Uh, I know you played this on Switch, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played it on the Xbox on Game Pass. Very, very cool game. Mm. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it at first, uh, but the more I played, it was just like, this is actually a really, really good, chilled out game. Very easy to drop in and out of. Some It can be as difficult or as easy, I think, as you want it to be. Exactly. I love the kind of collectibles that weren't overly complicated, but there were one or two levels that were like, oh my God, this is a proper challenge. Mm. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the mine, the diamond mine. Mm. We have to try and get to the bottom without falling. If you fall, you have to go bow all the way back to the entrance. Um but little things like just the, going to the Ibiza island and collecting all the music and the more you turn on the lights and the more you get the stage ready, the, the fucking sicker the beats yeah. get. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's probably one of the first uh, Microsoft games uh, that I've 100%ed. <laughs> Which I know on play, PlayStation, you, you call it platinuming. I don't know what you call it on Microsoft. Uh, you I, just say uh, total achievements i don't know <laughs> yeah, but I, I got the total achievements on it so that that can um get, tell you exactly just how much i enjoyed this game so thanks for that recommendation Clive. No worries. it's a it's a nice short game you obviously play as a little blocky tom Selleck looking character but yeah he is a little character it had a cool kind of arcade section as well where you could play you know old school type video games as well like ripoffs of f-zero and uh bubble bubble exactly yeah so i love that game i actually i got so good at that game it just the game eventually just started looping on itself <laughs> so there's only about like 16 or 17 levels but once you get past the 17 level it just goes back to level one again oh, fair enough <laughs> i know definitely good fun uh hmm. yes, next on my list i'll just say crash bandicoot 4 it's about time because i was such a fan of the original games the the insane trilogy when it came out is brilliant and like if you have a ps5 you can download that on the ps um plus collection so you're right actually yeah exactly download that bad boy for free but it's 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 kind of strange it's it's made by toys for bob who obviously did the um spyro remaster trilogy which was very good remaster but they've kind of stayed true to the crash bandicoot formula but they've added you know various different kind of mechanics to it as well so like the different masks where you can use you know 
time freezing mechanics or, you know, weird mad boost jumps and everything else. Um, it's very hard. <laughs> but even the, it wouldn't be Crash Bandicoot if it wasn't. <laughs> it's it's not overly hard, but it's just very challenging. But the great thing is, even the music seems very Crash Bandicoot esque as well. Uh, I don't think it's it's one of those things where you know we've been clamoring for you know a, another Crash Bandicoot game because Activision's just been kind of sleeping on the license because you know mm. a lot of the games that came out for the DS and. Uh, Nintendo, oh, Game Boy Advance and all this kind of stuff were not the best games in the world, but this one is like a proper Crash Bandicoot sequel, and it's the kind of thing I'd like to see going forward anyway, but yeah, brilliant game. Yeah, yeah, I really need to give it a, um, a spin, uh, pardon the pun, uh, um, <laughs> but I, I've, I've played the first one in the Insane Trilogy, and oh my god, I nearly pulled my hair out. Um, so I still have the other two, um, I can't remember what the second one's called, I know one of them's called Warped, um anyways those two i gotta play those two before i jump into four so hopefully by the time i get around to four it'll either be one of the games of the month or it'll be on discount somewhere so won't cost an arm and a leg there you go (laughs) grant um the next one then i think this might be my my last one um it's what i'm currently playing at the moment i'm loving it so so far uh i was a bit unsure about it when i first started but i have since been course corrected and that is assassin's creed valhalla Mm um yeah i mean you you know exactly how i was kind of a bit unsure about this at the start i was a bit unsure about the main character still i'm a bit unsure about the main character but i'm starting to really love it um it's that kind of satisfying thing where you get so powerful to a point and it becomes a lot more enjoyable to take down like um the zealots in this game um like who look kind of look like uh uh teuton knights is that what they're called mm. Uh, Teutonic Knights. Um, so, like, they're just lads in knight's armor. Um, so, the story is you're Eivor, you're part of a Raven clan, Viking clan from Norway. Um, the first part of the game is kind of set, set in the snowy lands of Norway. Not really a spoiler, you leave Norway to go to the UK to set up your own kind of life for yourself and your own kind of path. And the game kind of opens up from there. Um, there are elements I like about it. There's elements I don't like. Um, I really wish the stealth was a little bit better in the game, um, but that's a minor complaint. But I'm really loving the story, and there is a little bit of an underlying supernatural vibe to it that most Assassin's Creed games that have come out recently have. Mm. Uh, and I'm liking that, and it's treated very well in this game. Um, have you played much of this yourself? Uh, I think I'm about 20 hours in, but then... Obviously, Cyberpunk came along, so I kind of put that on the back burner. I will start playing it again this week, I think, because obviously, like like yourself, I'd like to wait for you know more patches for Cyberpunk to come out. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I've enjoyed it so far. So far, I'm still like, oh, I think I preferred Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know, friend of the show, Brian is absolutely loving it so far at the moment, and he's put so many errors into it, so he's having a lot of fun with that. I just, I don't know that the main character for me, I'm still a bit unsure of like yourself. Mm. The main character is just not grabbing me. I mean, have you switched between male and female at all during the game? No, I I think that might just take me out of it a bit too much. Mm. If like, because I know, I, I don't think you could do that with, honestly, I don't think so. I think this is the first game that you can actually switch on the fly. Mm. Um, but I've kind of committed to the male Avor character. So I just want to see that through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I chose the female, so I'm like, I'm half tempted to be like, you know, uh, maybe I'll just try the other one for a while. But like you like you just said, maybe it'll just take me out the experience a bit. But yeah. I obviously put more time into it. But um, I mean, so far so good. It's just not grabbing me like previous ones did. Yeah, like I do have to say, like, there's definitely elements of this game that are like very, very leaps and bounds beyond what Odyssey was able to do. Like, you obviously have your own settlement that throughout the progress of the game, you add and build to um so you end up with, like everyone's kind of in little tp tents or kind of small tents and as you upgrade them they end up becoming like log cabins and long houses and different things so it's kind of cool to see your town evolve mm. uh, currently at the moment yule is is happening so it's the yule festival so there's a small update patch and basically your village becomes uh, covered in the snow 
and there's like uh, fighting matches to earn Yule tokens. You can uh, do drinking competitions and you can do uh, kind of like archery competitions. Uh, it's really cool. Very cool. I've got the old Yule costume so far anyway. I guess that's a good time for me to start getting back into it this week. So yeah, yeah, it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it. Cool. Uh, nice one. Uh, I'll just knock off a couple more anyway uh, before we head. So we talked about Animal Crossing New Horizons already. Again, mm-hmm. that got me through a lot this year. And it's one of my favorite games definitely of this year. Or in the Will of the Wisps. Uh, firstly, came out on Xbox Game Pass. Absolutely brilliant game. It's coming out to the Nintendo Switch as well. So again, yeah, I'm playing Blind Forest at the moment. Very um, good. I'm dropping in and out of it. It's pretty good. I like it. It's a very good Metroidvania game. If if you like that kind of thing, I would say Ori and the Will of Wisps would be the better game. But okay, again, the first game, absolutely brilliant. And Streets of Rage Four, we talked about earlier had a lot of fun yeah. with yourself i've played with Anne as well um so i played with Anne on the switch finished that and then played with yourself on the xbox on game bring us uh, bring us a golden axe version of this oh my no turtles in time version of this <laughs> i think you're more likely to get a golden axe than a turtles in yeah, time yeah probably i'm never gonna get any turtles in time am i <laughs> i would love good don't get me wrong I'll- do this in a version for Turtles in Time using like the classic Ninja Turtles animation as well. And I, I guess I'll just throw in Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout in there as well because we already talked about it earlier. But again, it was a great fun game that kept us going for a few weeks as well. And like I'll I'll throw in Cyberpunk only because no, mm. I did have fun with it so far. Yes, I am playing it on next gen console, so I am getting a better experience than you know what a lot of other people on the PS4 and the Xbox One are getting. But yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed my time with it. But I'll get a better idea of how much I like the game next year when I start playing it a bit more. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the exact same. I guess I was suffering a little bit from FOMO. I, I picked it up and I played it, and what I played of it, don't get me wrong, was really good. Mm. Um, I did have a couple of hard crashes. Mm. I had a couple of odd glitches, like we mentioned in the last episode. Um, love the world, but I am the same as you. I'm probably going to shelve it until I start hearing at least one or two reports saying now is a good time to play. And same with The Witcher. Like you know, when I first got The Witcher, there was a massive download patch, and I asked my friend Niall, you know, what's the story with this? He goes, Oh yeah, when it first came out, it was pretty unplayable. Um, but now they've updated the menus, all this, that, and the other. And sure enough, when I played, I had a really good experience with The Witcher, um, but because uh, I didn't have to suffer through the development yeah. problems. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe maybe January, February, after they've brought down one or two really good patches, I might start from the start again and just see how it goes. Yeah, no, they released a patch recently, I think it was, but I don't think it would be. I think I'd probably wait for the January one at least anyway before yeah. I start playing. Mm, yeah yeah absolutely very good so that they, that has been some of our favorite moments of fame god i cannot speak bailey's went straight to my head <laughs> so that has been some of our favorite moments and favorite games of 2020 clive how has it been for you it's been an odd year but obviously that's because of uh, stupid covid yeah. i mean we still had a lot of great gaming moments this year and i've had a lot of uh, fun doing this podcast with you as well so thank you very much yeah no, thank you for uh, having me and joining me on this journey and letting me join you. Um, <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's definitely been a crazy year. It's it's one that I think we'll remember for a very long time going forward. And hopefully this virus isn't with us for too much longer. Um, I know things are kind of getting worse again. And anyone who's listening to this at the moment, chin up, things will get better and this is just a shit time that we're all kind of going through. And I know you want to kind of get out there and see all your friends and family, but it'll be for the better if we all just stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay, stay local where possible and don't take unnecessary journeys. <laughs> and also just a big shout out to, you know, all the companies out there like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo for, you know, releasing consoles, releasing games during a pandemic and, you know, having to work from home. I know it'd be obviously very difficult for it likes of Sony and Microsoft to release consoles during the pandemic, but, you know, they've done, you know, the best that they can do so far. Um, yeah, despite the bots of scalpers and those people can just yeah. go fuck themselves. Um, all the publishers, did- all the developers, thank you for, you know, putting out some awesome games this year. Um, 
uh, all the content creators on YouTube and podcasts and everything else who, you know, are keeping us sane by letting us listen or watch, you know, your material while we're at home during a pandemic, very bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we gave them a, a bit of a shout out in that episode we did several uh, weeks ago. So, yeah, I can only mirror Clive's sentiments there without adding anything on top. Yeah, very good. So that has been our Christmas episode. Wherever you are, stay safe, stay warm, and be merry. I've been Ray Hogg. And I have been Clive Cookson. And we are your side quest heroes. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I got it. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's broken out the guitar, guys. So this is side quest. <laughs> what have you done? That's not the chord, but anyways. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> anyways good luck take it easy guys bye bye